up, everybody, and welcome back to the Carolina Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Turner, and we're back again with another podcast, another spontaneous podcast, to say the least. We're coming on here real quick just to give you guys an update on some of the new hires Mac Brown has made uh, on the football side of things. Mac Brown, most recently, we probably heard the news, has brought in two coaches, Tim Brewster as a tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. And Dre Bly, I think we all know that name and recognize that name. Um, a Carolina football great and an ACC legend. We'll go through some of his accolades here in a little bit. But Mac Brown has brought Dre Bly, playing which he coached at UNC, back as the cornerbacks coach for the Tar Heels. And we're here to talk about both Brewster and Bly being hired by Mac Brown, being his first two hires. And then we'll go ahead and touch on some of the other coaches and some of the other rumors we're hearing and some of the coaches that were actually are going to be retained from Larry Fedora's staff. And all of those guys pretty much have ties to North Carolina in some kind of way. So you can kind of see what Matt Brown's doing. Besides Brewster, he's keeping and, and trying to hire guys that are related to the program. Even Brewster was here in Chapel Hill under Mac Brown for a while as well. So everybody that Mac Brown is hiring so far and has hired so far are related to Carolina, have ties to Carolina, either played at Carolina, coached at Carolina, some kind of capacity before. So I think what Mac Brown is doing right now, making smart hires, he's making good hires. But as we'll touch on a little later in the podcast, there's been some other rumors of potential coaches that let's just say some Carolina fans are not liking or agreeing with too much, and one in particular. But we'll touch on that near the end of the podcast. This is going to be a pretty short one for the most part. Just a few things to talk about the two hires, and then we'll we'll touch on some rumors and and we'll go ahead and end it there. But Let's jump right into it as we always do. Like I mentioned, Dre Bly coming back to be the cornerbacks coach, the defensive backs coach at North Carolina under Mac Brown. His first stint as a coach is here. He was actually headed to the AAF, the American, uh, the Alliance of American Football, I believe is what it is. A uh, new league starting up here in the United States. Uh, there's a lot of actually former Carolina guys in it. Marquise Williams uh, is just got drafted into the AAF and I know at one point the likes of Dewan Drennan and Donnie Miles, guys like those, were rumored to be signing for some uh, a team in the Atlanta-based franchise out of the AAF. So big startup league that's got a lot of good coaches in it, a lot of good players. I say right now it's kind of the second tier below the NFL, and we'll see how what it does in its inaugural season in 2019. But Dre Bly was actually headed to the San Diego Fleet, which were a new team in that league before Mac Brown took over um, for Larry Fedora. Just what earlier this week? I mean, it, everything's happened so fast. You know, I was at the press conference on, I guess it would have been Tuesday. And, you know, now I'm here talking about Mac Brown hiring two guys and it's only Friday. So things have moved very quickly and give credit to, to Mac Brown and Bubba Cunningham and the whole athletic staff for that because they're, they're uh, definitely very gung ho about this and trying to get things out of the way as soon as possible. I'm assuming to help recruiting, especially in December and going into to early next year when signing day is. But, like I said, Dre Bly coming in, and I mean, you can just, this guy's accolades are just unbelievable. Obviously played at North Carolina under Mac Brown from 96 to, to 98. His redshirt freshman season at North Carolina, led the nation with 11 interceptions. He received All-American honors and is only one of five players in the history of the NCAA to achieve that honor. And you could probably end on that alone, and you could see why he's such a highly respected guy at Carolina, but that's not even the half of it. Uh, you know, Bly was the only player and UNC and ACC history 
to receive consensus first-team All-American honors twice in his college career at the time. Uh, sophomore year, he was a Bronco Narguski National Player of the Year award finalist, one of three. So it's kind of like the Heisman for the defense, I guess you could call it. And uh, set ACC records for career interceptions, 20. It's obviously been passed up. Uh, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. I think it was somebody from Wake Forest. Um, and he was also elected into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2014. So, I mean, you've got two Hall of Famers on staff right now. And Dre Bly is, is one of the, if not the best, defensive player probably behind Lawrence Taylor to ever come out of North Carolina. And he also had a really good NFL career, as Taylor did. Uh, St. Louis Rams, 1999-2002, ended up getting drafted in 1999, leaving early. Detroit Lions was there for about three years. Denver Broncos there for a year. San Francisco 49ers was there for a year and then ended up retiring in 2009. He was just a kind of a practice squad player for the uh, Detroit Lions, excuse me, in 2010. So great, great career altogether for Dre Bly. I mean, it goes without saying. I, you can go look up all this information yourself. It's pretty easy to find. But, you know, if you just look at all his awards, two-time Pro Bowler, 2003-2004, All-Pro Selection, 2003, Super Bowl Champion, NFL Fumble Return Yards Leader, St. Louis Rams 10th Anniversary Team, Consensus All-American, and a College Football Hall of Famer. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And I think the fact that Mac Brown, obviously a Hall of Famer, just elected, and Dre Bly, a Hall of Famer, if anybody is going to respect a coaching staff, it's got to be those two guys. And then you add a guy like Brewster, which we'll get into. I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, but I mean, his resume and his ability to recruit speaks for itself and where he's been. So he's going to automatically, um, you know, garner respect. And he served and coached with, with Mac Brown back in the 90s and when Dre Bly was there. So he's brought in three guys that have direct ties to either coaching or playing under Mac Brown at Carolina. So it's really cool, and I think it's a good hire. He obviously has never been a coach before, so that's a little bit of a, not a concern, but a little bit of a question mark, I guess you could say, going into the new season and seeing how he takes over as the new cornerbacks coach because obviously coaching is a lot different than playing. But if there's anybody, like I said, that is going to garner respect from the players he's coaching, it's Dre Blah because he's the best to ever do it at Carolina at that position and one of the best, I mean, in, in the probably of all time to ever do it. And I didn't have a, I mean, he had a really good Pro Bowl career for a couple years, but he didn't have that longevity like you see with some of the top guys in the league right now. I mean, he was really only great from 2003 to 2004, but still, I mean, in those two years that he was spectacular, he really was one of the best to do it. So Dre Bly, a guy that's going to garner respect immediately, is going to be able to coach these boys up. And if there's anybody that can not only garner respect from the players, but if there's anybody who can motivate somebody to play and give them that swagger and confidence that they should have, I think it's Dre Bly. So that's exciting for the for these guys. And I think that's going to bode well for the likes of Patrice Renee, KJ Sales, guys like that, and some of the younger guys, Greg Ross, that are you know still trying to come up. And there's a lot of talent in that cornerback uh, room, I think. I think there was a lot of injuries last year that kind of made the likes of Greg Ross, who maybe wasn't ready to step up immediately and be a starter in the ACC like he had to do. He improved a lot, don't get me wrong. So he should be even better next year. But uh, I think there's some talent in that cornerback room that was hurt this year, and it just it still needs to develop. Very young group, and then you've got you know two really good corners in, in Sales and Renee. And if I think if if Dre Bly gets them you know, on his on the same page that he wants them on, I think they can be a really good duo out there because they both bring energy, they both bring a little bit of swagger naturally because of their personalities. So I think that's a good um, combination back there, and hopefully it will turn out to be a good combination because I think Dre Bly has the ability to be a good coach, you know, knowing the type of person he is, uh, knowing the type of career he had. Uh, like I said, if there's anybody who knows how to do it and play the position, it's Dre Bly. 
and he was a great at Carolina too. So it, it just, I think everything just kind of falls into place. And more than anything, I think that hire by Mac Brown just makes a ton of sense. So let's move on to Tim Brewster. Uh, just talked about Dre Blythe. I guess that would be the second confirmed hire uh, under for Mac Brown. Mac Brown's first hire being Tim Brewster, who we're going to talk about right now. Like I said earlier, came in as the tight ends coach, recruiting coordinator for the Tar Heels. Uh, was at Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. He had previously been at Florida State with Jimbo Fisher from 2013 to 2017 as the tight ends coach. So it's been about five or six seasons with Jimbo, you know, one of the best college coaches in the country, kind of his recruiting coordinator as well uh, down there too. So uh, the fact that he was the recruiting coordinator at Texas A&M, I think bodes well for us. And he's coming in to be the recruiting coordinator for Mac Brown. I mean, he's a guy that just is one of the best recruiters in the country when it comes down to it. I mean, Texas A&M, continuously has one of the best recruiting classes in the country everywhere they go Florida State the same way Uh, he was also at Mississippi State previously Minnesota had a stint uh, in the NFL with the Broncos and Chargers for about four years and then was at Texas from 1998 to 2001 uh, obviously with Mac Brown when he first went there and then you've got him uh, at North Carolina like we mentioned his his ties to North Carolina are pretty strong that's really where he spent his largest amount of time when you look at it was at North Carolina as a tight ends coach and a special teams coach. So a good pickup. You, you want to have guys, and I think that's what Mac Brown's trying to do, that are connected to the university, and you got to give him credit. He's done a great job of bringing in two really, really good guys. His head coaching record's not great. He was in Minnesota for three years as the head coach, the only head coach that Stinney had. He was 15-30, and 0-2 in bowl games. So didn't have the best head coaching job, but we're not bringing him in to be a head coach. We're bringing him in to, to do a job, but it's always good when you have a guy that knows how to run a program and he's only a tight ends coach. I mean, when you think about it, Um, A tight ends coach isn't somebody you think of having head coaching experience at one point in their career, usually kind of associate that with offensive and defensive coordinators. So I think this is a good pickup and his experience, one, his ties to Carolina, two, and and just his overall recruiting presence and the fact that he was recruiting coordinator at A&M only for a year, but obviously at Florida State as well for a little bit under Jimbo Fisher. So he has ties to Great programs, and the fact that he's coming back into Carolina is good. Also played at Illinois, uh, was a tight end there in the 80s too. So big, big ties to Mac Brown in North Carolina again. I think it's a good hire for North Carolina too. This is one. I, this is the first Mac Brown hire that was confirmed. I think it was confirmed yesterday. Rumors have been swirling around for a couple of days, but like I said, I think Mac Brown probably picked up the phone, called Brewster, and he was more than happy and ready to to return to North Carolina. So it's a good hire for for Mac Brown, and hopefully he kind of keeps making these hires going forward. So Brewster, Dre Bly, brought in to help turn the ship around in North Carolina and get this football team sailing back on track, guys. But let's go ahead and switch the focus to some of the other rumored coaches, reports coming out from different outlets about these coaches potentially being offered the job or potentially uh, being retained and stuff like that. Like I kind of said on Twitter, you can go and follow me at Jacob Turner THI. I say that every podcast. I know, but I'm trying to build the followers over there for sure. And um, I wrote this on my on Twitter, but until no matter who's reporting it, I don't care really who it is, what outlet, until it is officially announced and confirmed by the school, uh, it doesn't really matter. I know a lot of people uh, have you know connections to guys inside the program, and it's basically connect uh, official news. But things can break down, and for me, I don't take it. And really say, okay, this has officially happened until I see it on uh, Go Heels, even though you can rely on some other great sources as well, just like Tar Heel Illustrated. You know, if I know if we're reporting, it's, it's confirmed. But technically, as a fan and as somebody look on the outside looking in and the media kind of world, I would say until it's announced by the school, just 
take everything as rumors because things can break down in, in seconds no matter what. I mean, it doesn't take much for a deal to break down or something to break down or somebody else to be off the job instead, which we'll kind of talk about a certain situation at Carolina in a second that uh, is very similar to that. So, like I said, kind of w- until it's confirmed by the school and until it's confirmed by really reputable outlets, you know, Tar Heel Illustrated, Inside Carolina, people like that who report directly with the school and have direct ties to the university and the people who work in it, take everything with a grain of salt and don't just believe everything you read. So, guys, here's a few coaches. As of right now, this is kind of what Mac Brown's staff is looking like. Like I said, the only ones that have been, I guess, officially confirmed by the school are Brewster and Bly. Brewster was yesterday, I think late last night, and Dre Bly was early this morning. So defensive coordinator rumors have been Greg Robinson. He's the guy I mentioned earlier that was uh, not being taken to very well by the fan base, to say the least. Uh, he's a guy that had stints in the NFL, won two Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator in the 90s for, for the Broncos, a guy that was the head coach at Syracuse. His head coaching jobs were pretty bad. He was the head coach at Syracuse and won, I think, like five games in three years. So didn't have a good uh, tenure as a, as a head coach but was also um, at Texas with Mac Brown, did some good things with that defense, especially in 2013. Uh, co-defensive coordinator in 2004 when the team went to the Rose Bowl, went 11-1 and overall. So he's got the pedigree, but I think the guys, or what the fans, excuse me, were more worried about was in his last stints. He hasn't coached in like two or three years, and in, in, his, pre, in his last three stints before he kind of, I guess you could say retired, I'm saying that with air quotes right now, Robinson didn't have the best experience, and he was at Michigan and didn't do a very good job um, under Rich Rodriguez, but they were kind of in a weird place as a program. I can't really blame um, maybe his lack of ability to put a good defense together there solely on him. I think there was a lot more problems there, and I just don't think Rich Rodriguez was the guy at Michigan, but we're not here to talk about Michigan, so sorry about that little tangent. <laughs> but Greg Robinson, rumored to be potentially a defensive coordinator, uh, yesterday, I think that came out and people didn't like that. And then now there's rumors this morning about, you know, it may be changed and maybe redacted that offer because of the reaction from the fan base. Um, if obviously if you got a guy that 90% of the fan base doesn't want, it's probably not a good idea to bring in. So I think Gene Chizik's still an option for Carolina. And like I said, until that Greg Robinson one is confirmed, I think that one's the most up in the air because I'm pretty confident on what I've heard and the next three that I'm going to list off. And that's just guys that will be returning from Fedora's staff. There's rumors about Robinson were originally associated with Tommy Thigpen, too, who's going to come in and be the co-defensive coordinator. Obviously, he was at Carolina last year under Fedora. One of the best recruiters in the country, so I think it makes sense to keep him around and have a Brewster and Thigpen combo. You know, Brewster kind of more of an offensive guy when it comes down to what he coaches and probably in recruiting, too. And then Tommy Thigpen as your kind of defensive ace at recruiting. So I think that's a smart move. Uh, he might be also the co-defensive coordinator too, but I think he's mainly just being kept around um, for recruiting purposes because Thickpen is really good at recruiting across the country. And Robert Gillespie going to stay as the running back coach, which I think is a good pickup for Carolina. Gillespie in that running back room looked really good last season. I think Gillespie's done a good job, and I've heard some good things about him and his ability to coach too, and he seems like a really nice guy as well. So Makes sense to keep Gillespie around. And then Chad Scott, who has previously coached at Carolina a few times. Uh, Chad Scott played at Carolina as well and was the tight ends coach at Carolina. So I've heard that Chad Scott's going to be retained. But obviously with Brewster coming in and being the tight ends coach, I'm not sure where he's going to move Chad Scott. But Chad Scott is a good recruiter for North Carolina as well. Has ties to the university. So it kind of makes sense to keep him around too. I think he's a good coach. Um, and, And like I said, I think Mac Brown right now, his staff on paper has some really good recruiters on it, some of the best in the country, if you ask me. And I think that's what Carolina needs, but especially I think they're 
recruiting class right now is like 71st in the country. It's dropped like seven spots because of the decommitments that Carolina's picked up. So it is pretty bad. I think it's probably close to last in the ACC as well. It's not looking good for Carolina this year. Hopefully in this 2019 class, Mac Brown can bring some guys in. But I think over the past few days, uh, four guys have um, decommitted for North Carolina. I know Coleman Reich, uh, low three-star out of North Carolina, decommitted yesterday. He was actually one of a, the few guys on the 2019 class at Larry, under Larry Fedora that was helping to recruit other guys from the outside in. So not a huge loss, I don't think, in terms of um, a player. I think Coleman Reich is a good player. He's one of the fastest guys I've seen in a long time in high school. He's a very, very quick guy. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to necessarily hurt too much losing him. And maybe he'll – hopefully, you know, I'd love to have him at Carolina. And maybe he'll come back and commit to Carolina eventually. But it makes sense to open your recruiting back up. But like I said, it's not like you're losing a five-star guy or something like that. Uh, so I think Mac Brown is going to bring in some guys, like I mentioned last podcast, that you wouldn't expect some four stars. And I, I know in a couple years, maybe not this year and potentially not next year, but I guarantee you he'll be bringing some five-star guys in as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how things continue to develop because Carolina, if they can just start recruiting again, they can turn this program around and it's going to be really, really fun to watch going forward. So guys, that's going to pretty much do it for me. I just wanted to come on here real quick and talk about some of the new hires some of the new rumored guys to be coming in right now. And like I said, stay locked to my Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on at Carolina Talk Pod or at Jacob Turner, T-H-I. I'm going to be tweeting all the time about you know information, things being released, up-to-date kind of things surrounding football and basketball program right now. Obviously, the basketball program has a few days off until the UNCW game next Wednesday on December 5th. Carolina back in action after that disappointing game against Michigan, which if you haven't heard it yet, go back to yesterday and listen to the Michigan UNC review podcast that came out yesterday. And there was also one before that about Mac Brown that I think you should definitely listen to. That was a pretty fun one to, to do. And that one's a little bit longer than, than these last few ones have been. So definitely go check those out. Be sure to, you can actually subscribe to us. I don't know if I've ever even announced this on the podcast. I know I've tweeted about it before, but you can actually follow us on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify Podcasts. Uh, if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, you will get updates when we upload. So pretty cool. I'll go over there and do that if you if you like listening to this. It makes it a lot easier to know when, when things have been updated because about five or ten minutes after I tweet from the original link at anchor.fm, the podcasts are all uploaded everywhere else as, as well. So they're, they're not immediately available. It takes, like I said, about 10 to 15 minutes. But after that amount of time, they're available everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, there's, I think there's like eight other places you can listen to it as well. It's pretty cool. So I would highly recommend getting anchor.fm if you're starting uh, to do a podcast or you want to start hosting a podcast somewhere. And Because, I mean, I've done this through Anchor and they've just made it so easy for me to share my podcast everywhere and anywhere you want to. And the fact that I was able to get on Spotify and Apple for free without having to do anything is literally unbelievable. I didn't know. Uh, something like that existed, and I know Anchor is not paying me to say this or, or ask me to do this. I'm just saying this because of the the really high quality service they have over there. But that's enough for the the uh, ad right there, the free ad, I must say. But guys, it's gonna do it for me. Thanks for listening, and uh, go heels. We'll see you next time. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. I came to win. Battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up. Punk, you better. Pack-